Awesome. Hey, guys, and welcome to this episode of the Mogul Insider Podcast. As always, I'm in my room right now because of the whole quarantine, so I got nowhere else to go. Hopefully, once this turns over, we can uh, get back to a normal schedule. But today, I have a, an amazing person. Ali, what's up? How are you, man? I am great. And, you know, I know it's uh, just been crazy times. I think it's been a almost two months now, right? Everyone is at uh, home, but, you know, we're making the... Uh, doing the best we can. Trying, at least. I, I actually, I never expected it to last this long, but, um, you know, honestly, after this whole quarantine started, I can, literally any, anything crazy that might happen to the world, I'm like, you know what, it comes, it comes. Because yeah. who, who expected us to ever in my entire life to be grounded at home for two months? And you know what's, what's first we... Um, I was like, okay, so this thing is going to last for maybe like a few days. And then three weeks into it, I'm like, okay, maybe like, you know, a few weeks. But now I'm thinking, really not. I mean, but it seems like it's going to last like, you know, a while. Well, I mean, California, yeah, California with us at least, I heard that they're going to go through stage one of reopening things this Friday, which basically means nobody's actually open. It's just they're allowing certain stores to conduct business um mm. deliveries and stuff so but i don't know we'll see we'll see it hopefully as long as we're staying safe and staying away from all this mess that's all that really matters at the end of the day so let's get cranking um you're in the digital marketing space tell me more about yourself give me your elevator pitch test so we can talk more about that and tell the audience where what you're all about i have a agency go ahead Oh, so we're having audio. Uh, yeah, we're having little video technical difficulties. But you <laughs> go over it. Well, yeah, let's keep, let's keep rolling. So I, I run a digital marketing agency. Uh, it's called iSocialU. Um, so primarily work with you know some big brands and a lot of like small businesses and startups and a lot on ads and lead gen. So that's like kind of number one thing I do too is I also teach online. So I have a online courses and recently crossed. 100,000 students. So that's, that's uh, wow. pretty exciting. Nice. Uh, and then number three, I also create content online. So I'm pretty active on TikTok, um, Tube, uh, LinkedIn. That, those are like my number one platforms. And then I repurpose a lot of my content on Instagram and uh, you know, Facebook. So uh, yeah, a bunch, uh, bunch of different things. We can kind of like, you know, go into any direction that you want. That's awesome. What I want to get into the direction of is more so the digital marketing expertise. How did that start? Where did that come from? Were, were you originally in that spot before or no? No, you're going you're gonna to laugh. So my degree from college was electrical engineering. What? <laughs> Interesting. First job, my first job was a software. And I came up. Uh, when I graduated, um, there were no jobs. So I was in electrical and there were no jobs. And I found like an internship just by, by, by applying uh, you know, like, uh, a lot of places. And there was one software internship. So I got that. That was at GE. That turned into the job. And then I worked in corporate for like uh, probably like 10 years. Uh, and then I realized, you know, having a, a kind of cool product or, you know, cool uh, service is not enough. And not like communicate to our audience if you uh, tell them what our product is about, then there's no use. So that was kind of like, you know, the first step of me stepping of my, you know, electrical engineering or software to digital marketing. Mm. The crazy journey like started. 
Wow, very interesting. So did you kind of take the jump from the corporate world to starting your own company or how did that transition happen? No, so it was a kind of like step-by-step process. So first, you know, I kind of realized, I mean, um, in my job, I don't want to be my manager in like 10 years, right? So that was the moment of realization. At the same time, digital marketing and social media was kind of like, and I was like, I want to get into this thing. This thing is. So first thing I did is I kind of went to my boss and I'm like, hey, is there any way you can move me into, you know, from, uh, from systems and engineering to marketing? And he tried, but it didn't. I was kind of overqualified for that job. So the first step was to, for me, was in Dallas, Texas. It was a smaller company and I took a huge pay cut, but I knew I was kind of getting closer to what I wanted to do. And then at that marketing agency is when uh, I was working full time. And then on the nights and weekends when I was kind of working on my own business, my own brand, I social you. So it was, a, you know, kind of looking back, it was step by step process. Interesting. Yeah, because I'm asking you because a lot of people are, uh, you know, kind of worry about that jump or don't understand how to take that jump. And so uh, when I see other people who have done it, it's always curious. You know, I'm always curious to find out what exactly it took them. Because I, you know, I know. Yeah, we just want to add one thing. It, a lot of people ask me that same thing, too. And to me, see, when when I go from like point A to B, sometimes, you know, having a big goal is good, but it, it's also kind of scary. So what I tell people is, you know, do you like have big goals and dream big? Then kind of like forget about that and then focus on like small steps. And to me, like whatever you want to do, your step one is get closer to people who are doing the same thing that you want to do in future. So if you want to build like an e-commerce company, the step number one, find maybe in your, maybe go to meetup and look, uh, you know, look up some meetups, but get closer to people who are doing the same thing. And then you can slowly you know, start your transition from point A to point B. Proximity is power, right? Absolutely. That's, that's how I look at it. Okay, so you do this transition. Now you're working at this, this, this digital marketing company, correct? You're basically an agency. All right. And you took this massive pay cut. Do you have kids? Do you have family? Are you married? Back then, I did not. Now I do. Okay, okay, okay. Well, congratulations. But all right, because I was... <laughs> I was curious, did you have family members or somebody tell you, hey, you're crazy. What are you doing? You're making all this money and now you're deciding to step away or were you kind of like a lone wolf? No, I, whoever I spoke with, so I didn't have, uh, you know, family, kids and stuff back then, but people didn't understand. Like uh, people that I was talking to and they didn't, for them, it didn't make sense because it was like you are, your background is electrical. Your job is actually really good. You're making like high, high six figures and you are just completely like changing it. So they didn't understand. Actually, you know, what's funny, I applied to, um, if I remember right, close to like 80 or 70 jobs. And it's kind of crazy because if you imagine, I experience. So imagine who has background in electrical and software, he's applying uh, for a marketing job, right? So it was very, very difficult. Uh, but you know, something, to me, it was more like in my mind, I was clear. I knew like what I wanted to do. Um, so I kind of, I was like, Let me, I'm just going to take that first step. I'm going to apply and take that interview and then take that job. So I kind of like took the step-by-step approach. So I was able to kind of like, you know, shut down the noise from outside. But to answer your question, people did not understand. People were like, hey, uh, it doesn't make sense. What you're doing is kind of crazy. Um, you know, don't, don't do it. So even though I didn't have like a, you know, the, the family, uh, the kids and stuff, 
uh, but you know the, my circle of friends and the, even the coworkers, uh, for them it was really hard to kind of grasp the idea. Hey, give me one second. Go for it, yeah. Yeah, quarantine life, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's pretty cool. So how did that conversation go with this agency that hired you and why did they pick you up? What was it that, you know, intrigued them about you? Man, that's a good question. So I was getting rejected right and left. And, you know, funny thing I'll mention, I, so I live in Dallas, Texas. Uh, back then I wasn't still in Dallas, Texas. There's a hospital here, I think St. Jude. So I applied to that hospital and the HR manager set up the interview and she said, Hey, the only reason I wanted to uh, like talk to you is I just want to ask you what makes you think you you can apply for this job because your background is so different from like what we need. Like, why did you even apply? So it was, we kind of had like fun conversation, but coming back to your question, um, the company that I worked for marketing agency, they were looking for actually uh, the first thing that they, uh, the job they hired me for, it was a technical project manager. So it was technical project manager with on digital projects, right? So with my background being me being technical, it was like a good fit, even though I didn't have a, you know, digital experience, but it's still, you know, they kind of like took, took a chance on me. Uh, but I learned a lot from that. I think uh, managing digital teams, the SEO and social media teams and uh, design teams, I was sort of like the project manager. Uh, and my deliverables were to like companies who were really big, Lexmark, uh, American Airlines, some like mega, mega brand. So they, I think they, they looked at my, my background and it's, uh, they thought, okay, this guy has a, uh, you know, technical experience. So let's just, you know, bring him in and train him on the, um, you know, digital side. So it, it gave you all the knowledge you needed to figure things out on your own, I'm assuming, right? Absolutely. And one of the, the reason I wanted to, I was willing to take that pay cut, right? So I knew in my mind that I want to do something on my own and I want to explore digital marketing, but I had no idea. One, I didn't know how to do it. Two, I didn't know how to get clients. Three, I didn't know if I could do it, right? And number four, I didn't have the confidence to actually explore that path, right? So obviously for me, it made sense to go work at a smaller agency and just kind of learn all these things. So how do they reach out to the clients? How do we create proposals? Uh, what do the client, uh, client meetings look like? How do we do reports? I mean, all that stuff. So I was, I tell people, a lot of times people are like, hey, they, they hate on their jobs and they're like, we don't want to be like nine to five. But I'm like, um, when we go to college, right? So we learn and we pay, right? And then when we have our own business, it seems like we're always working. We do get paid eventually, but we're always like hustling and working. A job is the only place where you learn and you get paid. That's the only place. So if you kind of have the right mindset and you kind of play your cards right, you can do a, a job in nine to five. Can you can actually you know uh, really use it to launch your uh, your professional career? That's awesome. So it's 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 pretty cool how you literally took it step by step. So you went from project manager. Did you change uh, job titles within the company, or did you? Just... Yeah. So six months into it, I kind of moved away from you know being a project manager. Uh, they were doing a lot of like influencer marketing campaigns. So we were working with uh, brands like Chevy. Uh, and then on the, on the other end, we were working with uh, a lot of like mommy bloggers. So I was able to kind of step into that role. And then I, that's when I kind of, uh, you know, got in touch directly with the, with the clients and also with the influencers. So my role kind of became more 
uh, manage different influencers, create different campaigns based on, you know, Chevy's launching Cruise, the new car. So how are we going to promote that using, uh, you know, digital campaigns, Facebook ads, and also like uh, influencer marketing. So I kind of moved away from technical project manager. You, you, you cut off there. Sorry. What did you say? I said slowly I moved from being a technical project manager to a social media director. That is really cool. You go from technical all the way to, okay, that's sweet. And when did you finally decide I'm going to take the jump on my own and kind of uh, go on and do my thing? So I was on the, on the nights and the weekends, I was working on my own brand, right? So I was uh, hustling and uh, trying to get clients. And I think only when I had five clients, and then I knew I could make uh, you know, enough revenue to sustain it. And I also had the confidence to, hey, this thing, I can actually do it. I know how to get clients. I know how to deliver. Um, that's when I kind of like quit my job and then went into uh, my business, I social you full time. So you, you started the company when you, were, when you were still working at this agency and you were kind of on the side on the nights, kind of doing your thing, trying to build it up is what I'm hearing part time. So, Technically, I didn't start the company because I was like freelancing. Mm, mm. So I started kind of my LLC or my company started after I quit the job. Mm -hmm. uh, but nights and weekend, I was sort of like still like freelancing or consulting, uh, just working with different clients. What, what, who were your first clients? How did that feel to like finally do <laughs> your thing on your side on your own? So, yeah, good question. So first thing I did was I jumped on uh, Craigslist. So if you go to Craigslist <laughs> and then the, you know, the, the, the job section, uh, there are a lot of people who hire, uh, you know, these, these jobs or they're hiring for different, uh, you know, roles. So I would just kind of like, you know, pick up local businesses, a furniture store or a dentist or whatever. And I would send them an email and sometimes their, their job title would say, Hey, we're hiring like a marketing director, a marketing manager, a marketing assistant. And I would say in my email, I would say, Hey, I'm not looking for a marketing, um, job but i can do what you're looking for i can help you with seo or i can help you with facebook ads and also uh, what i would do is i would say in my email i will let you give them the solution so if someone was looking for let's say seo i'll tell them hey i'm not looking for seo job but i can help you and by the way here are three things that are broken on your website right now hmm. so what that kind of helped me you know secure those clients because they looked at me as a oh so he's not looking for a full-time job but he knows his stuff and then also he's giving us the solution in the email. And obviously, you know, they, when it comes Value to business, up front. Yeah, that they, they didn't have the time to implement this. Right. Yeah. So they kind of, they came back and said, Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, you know, how do we work together? How was that? How, how did it feel when you first landed your first uh, side gig? Oh man, it was, uh, it was great. I think my, the very first one was a, uh, a clinical psychologist. Hmm. Um, so a guy, uh, he was really, uh, probably 70, 75. Mm -hmm. uh, and then he was looking for someone who could come and help uh, build his business or market his business. So it was like a really interesting feeling. I didn't make a lot of money from the first client, but it was such a different feeling. Uh, and here's the guy who made like, you know, a uh, high six figure in the job. And then I was still making good money at the marketing agency, but just uh, making like a few hundred bucks on your own was a, like a different feeling. And now you're at a hundred thousand students you're saying on your courses. That is insane. Yes. So, yes. so you go, so how long did this whole progression take you from where you are today to where you were like when you first started? What's the time? So, 
Yeah, so I, I launched my, the, the company, uh, I socially, I launched in 2015, I want to say. Uh, and then I started teach, creating courses and my courses are on platforms like Udemy and Skillshare and um, Stack Skills and Stack Commerce, a lot of those marketplaces. Um, and I believe I started teaching in 2016 or maybe late 2017, something like that. And someone just happened to mention uh, a, a local networking event, someone brought up Udemy and they said, okay, there's a way you can teach and uh, create sort of like passive income. Uh, it turns out it's not passive income teaching, creating co uh, online courses. It's a lot of work. Um, but then, you know, when someone mentioned the, the names, I was like, let me actually do, do this and see, you know, how everything turns out. And then um, I just kind of went deep into it. I, I enjoyed teaching. I still do. And I have uh, close to 35, 36 courses now and uh, uh, crossed 100,000 students earlier this year. So it's been exciting, uh, exciting journey. But, you know, I'm in the... I do believe the way things are changing. So college is expensive, right? People do not want to go to college. We just want to, we're lazy. We just want to sit on our couch and on these devices. We want all the entertainment, all the education, all the like the So for that, the, the online education is booming and it's going to grow even more. So I'm a huge believer that, you know, teaching is the new marketing. So everyone that I kind of consult or uh, work with, I tell them teach first, because when you teach, people are going to know you, like you and trust you, and then they're going to come back and do business with you. Mm -hmm. So I'm, a, uh, I'm planning on doing even more um, as far as the online teaching and on online education is concerned. So your agency, you're not doing that anymore now or what? What happened with that? I am. I am. So right now, so I kind of do sort of three things that are sort of integrated into each other. So one, I run, I still work with clients at agency iSocialU, and then I teach, uh, create online courses. So up until the lockdown, so my courses were sort of like number two on my list. Whenever I had time on the nights and the weekends, I would launch a course. And also whenever I was sort of like excited about something new. So when LinkedIn kind of uh, became the new sort of like content platform, uh, not the resume site anymore, I kind of learned the LinkedIn game and then I, I launched the course. Um, and then the number three is I'm also like creating content on my own. So I'm creating content actively on TikTok and, uh, um, and, uh, YouTube. And even though they seem like three different things, but they're sort of like very much integrated into each other. Cause you know, what happens is a lot of time people will pay, they'll take my course on, let's say Facebook ads and they'll, they'll realize, Oh, actually this is really difficult to do. Right. So, and they're like, we're the business owners, right? So we don't have time to learn this stuff. So they'll come back to my agency and actually hire us to for the service too. So all those three things are sort of like integrated into each other, but all those three are, uh, I kind of say those are like three different businesses that I do right now. That's really cool. And so um, what what's what's the future look like for you? Are you you're out building a brand now? You're doing all these things. Like what what's the vision here? What are you trying to accomplish? So great question. So one, I think a, a mistake I made um, looking back so when I launched my iSocial Youth, my brand, I focused, my main focus was clients. So let's get clients, let's do a good job, let's make money, right? So those three things. And it was working and I, was, I made good you know, revenue and good money from it, but I wasn't creating content for my own, right? I wasn't kind of building my personal brand. Uh, so that to me, that's, that, that was a mistake because I should have focused on you know, building my personal brand back then too. Um, so back in 20, this is 2020. So 2019, mid of 2019 is when I kind of took my personal brand more seriously, 
and I started creating content on TikTok and uh, YouTube and took you, uh, LinkedIn more seriously. So that's the, you know, coming back to your question, that's the vision right now. I think uh, anyone who is building a business, your personal brand is huge. If people mm-hmm. don't know you, people don't like you, don't trust you, your business is always going to struggle, and especially in the service-based business, because we want to go away from, you know, we going and pitching to clients, we sending out the proposal to a place where clients come to us, people come to us, right? And that happens when you have built your, when you're in the process of building a, a personal brand. So my sort of like, you know, the next thing for me is, or the vision for me is I'm going to, uh, you know, uh, create more content. Uh, build more like a, a more personal brand for myself, uh, teach more courses so I can kind of influence more people online. And, and also, you know, uh, if people come back and work with me, fine, great. If not, then they can learn something from my content uh, and then use it to, to, to build their businesses. That's awesome. So I appreciate you for sharing your story. Now let's get into more tactical because I like to be value driven when it comes to these podcasts, especially for the listeners. So what I've noticed throughout all of this that you're telling me is a, you don't mind taking risks and B, you're very, very, very easily adaptable, meaning like you like testing things out, even if it's something new. Mm-hmm. From everything you've done, what are like some like, you know, the top three key lessons that if you were to say just short amount to three things that you can kind of give out to the people who are listening, what would that be throughout your entire journey? What did you learn that someone can learn from from you? Yeah, so um, number one is consistency. And that's very generic advice, but it's also very important because uh, sometimes we want to do something, we do it, like we want to go build muscles and we go to gym for like two days and then we quit, right? And never happens, right? So same thing is true for online business and social media and content and courses and personal branding. If you are not consistent, nothing is going to happen. So that's like a lesson number one. Lesson number two is you know, I, uh, when I wanted to start creating content online, my first platform that I focused on was Quora. The first six months on Quora, I wanted to create content, but my actions were I would go to Quora and read the trending answers and trending questions, and that's it. Hmm. I was producing content. So only when I stopped consuming and started producing, I hit 1 million views in Quora, I believe in like four to six months. But that kind of got the ball rolling for me. I moved from being a consumer to more like a, uh, you know, a producer of content. So that's like lesson number, you know, two, you want to be, you know, you want to step away from consuming anyone, people who are watching in a podcast, because some people are just after one episode, another one, then another one. And then they, they go binge watch like bunch of like YouTube videos and they never like take action. If we don't take action, if we don't produce, nothing's going to happen. Right. So that's like lesson number two. And then lesson number three is it kind of, I think um, we sort of like touched on this earlier, whatever you want to do in life, whether you want to build a business agency, teach online, build a huge following on TikTok. Your step number one is get closer to people who are already doing what you want to do. Hmm. So that's like lesson number one, you know, whatever you want to do, find people who are already doing it, get closer to them and just listen, just absorb so you can learn and uh, learn from their, uh, their mistakes and their, whatever they're doing on, um, on their platforms. Do you have a strategy for building relationships that you can share or is it just kind of like a thing you do? So I did have a strategy. Uh, I used to call it um, EEP. So what EEP means is engage, engage, and pitch. 
So what I used to do is when I was back, um, uh, when I used to kind of reach out to uh, manage different like influencer marketing campaigns, right? So if I had an influencer that I wanted to reach out to, I would do EEP with that person. So for example, I want to reach out to you and let's say I identify you're really active on Instagram. I would engage with you first. That's the first E. Then I would engage with you another time. That's the second E. And my, with both E's, my, my hope is, or my goal is actually to get you to engage with me, to get you to notice me, to get you to comment uh, on my post or you know, respond to me. And only if I have accomplished that, then I would kind of do the P, which is either pitch or you know, extend the relationship further. Uh, but I, you know, that's the kind of like the strategy I used to use, uh, you know, to, to kind of connect with influencers back, uh, on Twitter and also on like, uh, uh Instagram, but now like, you know, kind of, it, it has evolved. Now I believe if you want to build relationships, educate people, help them teach them, that's the best way to kind of, you know, build relationships. Hmm. Education. That's an, that's an interesting, uh, kind of angle to come at it. I'm asking you this because you know, I'm sure a lot of people that may be watching this podcast don't necessarily know for sure how to go out and approach those certain people that are doing what they want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I have another question for you. Does it matter to you? Let's just say like, I, I, let's say I want to get into the digital marketing space, right? Mm-hmm. Um, does it matter if I go after someone who's mega successful or, 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 or just can I just go after you like your typical startup and learn from there? as far as to, to get them as a client? No, not as a client, just like for, to learn, because you said get, get in front of these people, proximity is power. And I think the, the concept of this confuses people because they think they have to go to the Bill Gates of the world and learn from them. And it's like, no, 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 you can kind of like learn from step-by-step step from someone like your neighbor across the street. What are yeah. your thoughts on that? Great question. I would start with what do you, who do you have access to and what's easy for you to do? And here's, here's what I mean. Because sometimes, you know, I'm like, hey, I want to, um, a lot, and a lot of times, uh, a lot of people ask this question in a different way. They ask me, what's, what niche we should be go into? What niche should we focus on, right? Startups or a dentist or furniture store. And kind of, I say, um, who do you have access to easily? Imagine I tell you, hey, um, you know, Adam, I want to build a, uh, a marketing agency for uh, dentists or doctors. Mm-hmm. And I don't know a single dentist and doctor. It's going to take me a lot of time to reach out to them and connect with them. Versus I tell them, Adam, I want to build an agency uh, for uh, fitness niche and gym owners. And maybe I had a gym in my past life. Maybe I'm a regular, uh, I'm into fitness. And maybe I know like three friends who are also into fitness. So in my circle, I know more people who are into fitness uh, and then, you know, health and lifestyle. So for me to get into that niche is going to be easier compared to, let's say, dentists and doctors where I don't know anyone in that niche. So I kind of like to, you know, to answer your question, whether startups or mega brands, who can you easily approach? Do not wait. I kind of like that. Uh, I'm probably going to butcher the saying, but do what you can with the right now. If you, if that's kind of like area that you can tap and do right now, then that's where I would start. Versus, let's say if you have access to uh, professional networks and uh, some mega brands and people who are kind of big brands, if you have access there and you can easily get in touch with them, I would start there. Mm, so just, so kind of, just, just kind of like look at what's in front of you. Exactly. That's good. Because what the mistake to me, what people do is in my mind is they look at other people and they try to do what other people are doing. They try to replicate what's working for them 
and not realizing that, hey, it's a different person, it's a different context. And again, the example, if, you know, if I have access to the gym owners, for me to build something for gym owners is gonna be much easier than you know, building something for furniture store owners where I don't know any furniture store owner, mm. right? So just, it's sort of like the, my, my answer to that question is look inside and then see what do you have access to, what you can easily, don't delay, because another mistake people make is, hey, I, I wanna be influencer, I wanna start creating content on TikTok or XYZ, but I'm waiting because I don't know anyone who does it. So I'm doing research, I'm watching videos, I'm watching podcasts, I'm watching interviews. To me, that's like a waste of time. Mm, interesting, okay. Yeah, I, I love that you say that because I'm a big fan on that philosophy of just look at what's in front of you. Actually, my career comes from exactly that, like really just uh, diving deep into what's in front of me. <laughs> I was just like, I, had, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I'm a college dropout and I didn't have a degree or anything like that. And I was kind of like, okay, where do I start? Uh, let's yep. look around. I had a friend who started a podcast. He was doing pretty well with it. I was like, oh, that sounds like fun. Let's, let's try that out. And then so it kind of just, went from there to there to step by step it's it's literally um this is why i'm so uh, big on the idea of like if you're young if you're 15 16 17 whatever trying to figure out your career don't worry about that what you should do is just kind of build relationships and get to know people in different industries and see what you like and um because because i've noticed people love to help young people Yep. You know what I mean? And so when you're young, you have an advantage of the fact that you're young. And so if you approach these, these mega influencers or people who are very successful, even if you don't really have much on your plate, they're still willing to help because of just your age. And yep. so it's like, I feel like this whole college system is so uh, just outdated with, yeah. the, with the world. See, I kind of, you know, the, the analogy I give people is if you're walking, it's easier to start running. Mm-hmm. So that's why I like the approach of, you know, take the first step and, you know, who cares if it's wrong, that's fine. You'll learn and you'll do something else. Right. But if you're just like sitting there and consuming content and just hoping that, Hey, I want to grow my brand on TikTok or Instagram or whatever, uh, and not like taking consistent action, it's not going to happen. Mm. So are you planning on expanding your courses and start selling them on your own? Cause I know you demo all these things, they take a cut, right? So what's, yeah. what's the plan for expansion for your business and where can people find you too? Yes. So uh, to find me, it's the website is isocialu.com. That's my agency website. All the links are there. Uh, and then to answer your question, yeah, I am. Uh, when you teach courses on marketplaces, cause it's like, Amazon and eBay. You can sell you know, products on your own website or you can sell on Amazon and eBay. And I kind of made a decision on my own uh, to kind of sell uh, or launch my courses on the marketplaces. So in future, I am planning on launching on my own website. I uh, don't have a timeline yet when that might happen. Uh, but yeah, when you do create courses on marketplaces like Udemy and Skillshare, that's a huge con. The, the pro is um, you don't have to build a marketing funnel, right? They can bring the students for you. But the con is they're going to take a huge cut off your sale. Uh, so you have to, um, you know, it's kind of funny because I consult with a lot of people uh, and to them, that's like, they, they're like, hey, we don't want to do that. And I'm like, that's great. That's fine. Once you know that you don't want to do it, then don't do it. Um, but at the same time, sometimes people, and the advice I give people is if you're trying to build like an online course business, if you have your own audience, it's always good to build and launch on your own platform your courses mm. but if you don't have your own audience uh, your email list or maybe you know your own brand on instagram or any social media channel 
then to me, in my mind, I would create courses on marketplaces and test a lot of stuff there and, uh, you know, let people give you the feedback and then take that feedback and build your audience and then, you know, launch it on your own website and make a lot of money. Well, hey, man, you're up to a lot of exciting stuff. Where, where can people find you on social media? I know you're like active on TikTok and that's like a fun thing for you. So, yes. Yeah, so it's uh, my name. You, you cut off your name, Ali Mirza, right? <laughs> yeah. So Ali Mirza 2K is my, my username on all the social media platforms. 2K? What, you play NBA, basketball, video games? Where does 2K come from? No, I just could not. Uh, Ali Mirza was a, it's a really common name, so I could not get it. And I don't know. I just kind of, uh, that uh, day, I don't know what I ate. Like, right. so number 2K came to mind. Yeah. <laughs> Well, hey, man, I appreciate you so much for hopping on here. It's really been a pleasure kind of diving down into your story and learning more about you. And I hope everyone that has been listening kind of took a little too simple. from it. I definitely, my biggest golden nugget was the EEP method. That's an interesting uh, theory that I, that, I, that I learned that definitely will apply. And I hope everyone that's listening gets something out of it. So thank you so much for hopping on. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, appreciate it.